0: Hi everyone, welcome to Hugh at Home. I'm Tracy Koga. Today it's all about the music. We celebrate the brand new album released by Andrea Bramolo, Quarantine Dream, and then find out what a real music producer does with Wafie, an up and coming star in Vancouver. So for now, I sit down with Andrea, we talk about all things about the album and power to the females in the music industry. Well, it has been such a long time but I want to say it's so good to see you Andrea and it's so exciting that through all of this now you've got a brand new album and some incredible songs so I know well, let's go right to it um your whole journey I guess you know in creating this album Quarantine
1: Dream talk about it well nice to see you too Tracy I was excited to uh to hear that I was gonna have another interview with you because it's been a while since I've been back even in your province. Mm -hmm. Um, Quarantine Dream, you know, I think that for me as an artist, um, it's like a blessing and a curse because I don't write every day, but when a catastrophe or some sort of pivotal like life moment happens, songs just kind of pour out of me really quickly. And so that's what happened with, with this record. You know, the pandemic hit immediately and I just, I was a vehicle for songwriting, and I think I just needed to process it um, emotionally, and also to use my music to reach out to other people. Um, So the entire record was written and recorded, mostly during lockdown. There were a few moments when the lockdown was lifted, and so I got to go over to my producer, Sarah McDougall's home in London, Ontario, and we recorded, we tracked a little bit, the two of us. But it was so interesting and so challenging to do the entire record remotely. Right. Hiring, you know, I had a I had a bunch of musicians across the country contribute and record their own pieces. I had um, plays violin string arranger in Denmark send over his string section. So everyone was just it was like a Frankenstein, but it turned out to be really, really beautiful. So I'm, I'm happy, definitely lucky that uh, all the pros, you know, contributed and they knew what they were doing. And, and it just felt like we were connected somehow, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and it's all about that connection. I mean, I guess now that you've gone through the process, do you see
1: this continuing? I really do, because now we know that we can. You know what I mean? And there are, I feel like there are definitely highlights. For example, I wrote two of the songs on the record with um, two different sets of, of women. One was a band called Madison Violet, who are dear friends of mine, and they've mm-hmm. been touring for the last 20 years together. Uh, we wrote End of Time. And then... Um, my girl, Kinney Starr, who was out in BC, she lives now in Haida Gwaii. Uh, her and I wrote a tune, the last tune on the record, which is one of my favorites, Free, um, with our other friend, Hill Corcoitus, and we did it all on over Zoom. You know, we, we used these new tactics, these new methods of communicating. And now if I want to write with a friend who, you know, is on mm-hmm. a different time zone or, or lives in a different country, we don't need to take a flight. And get together we can do it this way and i mean it's missing a few nuances for sure like i would have loved to give those ladies a hug and and hang out and have a nice you know glass with them and cheers and whatnot but anyways it was very cool so we know we can do it um i think we 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 figured out and brainstormed and got creative with how to survive uh especially Mm -hmm. as creatives you know how do we make this work when our industry is almost shut down so uh it was a beautiful thing for sure and
0: I want to say, too, that like something like 90% of the people working on this album were female. So power to all the women. And, uh, you, the yeah. mom, and, sure.
1: and like you said it, now you know you can do it, right? Now we know we can do it. And also, you know what? It made, made me really stop and think. I think a lot of people got quiet during the pandemic because mm-hmm. we were kind of forced to be quiet, right? We were alone. And it, it made me realize, you know, I've always been fighting for for change and fighting for human rights and justice and and these are things that are important to me I'm passionate about various issues that show up on my record in these in these songs um and having more women uh spearhead projects lead projects in the music industry uh is a huge you know is a huge goal for us and we've been fighting for it and we've been talking about it but finally I was like well I need to also be the change. Like I need to hire these women. And if it just takes a little longer because I need to do more research because they're not coming out of the woodwork because it's been a man's world for so long. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's easy to say, oh, my best friend, she just recorded her album with this dude. I'm gonna hire him. Yeah? So Uh it's easy because it's word of mouth. But I did the research and I'm so glad I did. I had Lisa Pang sang, Master It. She's out in Vancouver. Um, She's on tour with the Zolas right now. She's amazing. Sarah McDougall mixed, engineered, and produced it, right? And then we had Catherine Calder um, from the New Pornographers, she played piano on it. Again, Madison Violet, Kinney, they're all featured guests. And of course, you know, I did hire some male musicians as well because I, I love working with all human beings, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that everyone in a leadership role, including all my film directors for all the music videos were all mm-hmm. women. So uh it was a really really special record it was a really special creative process i think it, it's definitely my favorite to date and it feels more like me and we got to because it was a collaboration between women mm-hmm. and i love collaborating you know um so yeah i can't wait for people to hear it and i can't wait to get out your way
0: yeah in real life yes and i mean okay so for all of the female artists out there just contact Andrea and she'll give you the names of all of the leads that she because you know what and and just to kind of make that point again yes it is a male world like or a male dominated uh, music industry still after all these years and after everything that has happened you're right I the key people the go-to you know we're
1: pushing for it and we're vocal and we have been for years but Mm -hmm. still you look at festival lineups right across the country and Sure, there are you're seeing some some female names now, but predominantly they're you know uh, they're cis men, right? right? And they're they're and not only from the leads, but like all the musicians involved in the bands, the people doing sound and whatnot. So we really need to create space for women to um, feel like they have these opportunities, you know, because they haven't been given as money. And and that's all about creating space and. It it really starts with us. So ladies out there, women, um, all my non-binary friends too, if you're making records, do the research, spend the time to see uh, which uh, female or non-binary artists are creating, are spearheading, are producing in your area and hire them because they're just going to get that much more experience when we do hire them. And then they're going to be at the forefront and they're going to be that that name that everyone's talking about so that they're an easy Mm -hmm. hire, you know?
0: Well, you know what? It would, it'll be so exciting to be part of that change. And, and it's all and it's about us, too. Right. We always put barriers on ourselves saying, well, no, I can't do sound or, you know, that's a guy's job or, you know, even setting up speakers or, you know, setting the stage. And,
1: you know, it- <laughs> it's infiltrated in, in this patriarchal system, which, like, needs to be shattered. <laughs> and, and, you know, we need to restructure. Right. And this is what yeah. we're doing now. I think this is what we're doing on many, many levels. Um You know, and beyond beyond just the women thing, you know, Free is the last song on the record and the song I'm I'm about to play for you today, Quarantine Dream, these two songs uh, really speak to um, the patriarchy and and the injustice that continues to prevail, um, communities that are suffering. At the hands of you know white supremacy, at the hands of colonization, um, the environment—we're like letting our world slip away. We really are. We're not treating our planet with love and respect. And these are things like we are—we need to work together because we are so much more connected than than I feel like many of us believe we are. Mm-hmm. And the minute that you realize that I am you and you are me and we are sharing this space together on this planet, it's like okay, then you know we pull up our socks and we get to work. But you can't do the work if you're ignoring all the stuff that's going on just because it might not be happening to you in your own little bubble. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, that and true. that means that you're not realizing how connected we are. So those two songs are really, really important to me, especially right now with what's going on, um, mm. over in the Wet'suwet'en territory, uh, with our land defenders, you know, they're so brave. Um, I wanted to make sure that I'm singing for them today because I can't be out there standing with them, but I mean, like they are protecting our waters and our earth and fighting, um, to make sure that, you know, for generations to come, we have a place that our children and our grandchildren can actually grow up and live. And uh, if people can't see that, like, it's just like, what are, you want a pipeline? You you, You want big business corporation? Money, 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 it's all about greed and selfishness. And it's like, we need to lead with our hearts. We need to lead with love or else we're gonna destroy ourselves, so. Not to be dire, but these are the, these are the no, no these are the truths, really. I yeah, know. we have to talk about them.
0: I know, and and then um, just quickly too, I want to talk about uh, you know your own personal, I guess, struggles too during all of this and moving forward and how mental health and wellness is so important. And I know that isolation and and separation have been hard on a lot of people, and uh, you know you're you're gifted because you have the gift of music to write, but then there are so many others, right, that don't have
1: that. And uh, Honestly, I was so worried. I mean, I definitely suffered and struggled, and I was so worried for people who didn't have an outlet. I thought about them constantly through this whole pandemic, you know, Um, or who who are in, you know, tough relationships, and they were stuck indoors. I mean, there are so many... um, so many struggles that probably unfolded right um so many hardships during this time for me you know without my music uh and without my family even though they were at a a distance it would have been a lot harder so i'm so grateful uh there are some tough songs on the record for sure carousel you know it, it was a song i wrote in 10 minutes but it was written during a really sort of pivotal moment where it's like you know, I wish I, I felt like my loneliness was going to swallow me up. Like I felt like I was about to disappear because you're so disconnected from other human beings. You're mm-hmm. so alone. And all of the things like needing to feel like you're part of a community, they don't exist for you. And so who are we if we're not in relation to one another? And I seriously felt myself slipping away. So that was a very scary moment in the process of writing the record. But again, you look back and you, you listen to the song. And you're like, ah, we made it through. You know, if we're listening, that means that we got through that moment. And then being a woman and um, being a woman who's wanted to have a child in my life, you know, that just didn't work out for me. Uh, I mean, I won't say never because I'm, you know, still probably maybe have a couple of biological years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the pandemic sort of, you know, yeah, prolonged that goal from or that dream from maybe being achieved. Right. So yeah. um, it was a tough song to write and I've been pushing it off for years and I just sat down and I had to write it. I had to write it for myself. It was really therapeutic. Um, it's called Morning Glory and it's about, it's basically a, a love letter, a lullaby to my unborn child, to you know the, the one that I never got to have. So, But I mean, I realized during this pandemic, love finds us in other ways too, maybe not the ways that we we thought it might. So um, if you watch the video for free that Kenny and I directed, because um, she was over in Haida Gwaii, with uh, then eight-year-old Emily Anne who is an incredible, she's become like my daughter. She's family to me now, but um, she's a hoop dancer, a young indigenous hoop dancer, who Aww. is the brightest, most beautiful, talented, soulful young lady I've ever gotten to meet. And we connected instantly. It was like we had known each other in a past life. And so she's, it's interesting, because it, she came into my life after I wrote Morning Glory, and I was like, ah, you know what, I get to be, I get to kind of live that maternal love in another way, just because yeah. she's not my, my you know, my, my blood. Um, she feels like family, and it's so beautiful to have her in my life. So actually, I just, I just uh, gave her a guitar lesson yesterday. I went Aww. over to visit them, and so cute. So she's in the video, and she helped us direct it at eight years old. Just an <laughs> astonishing young woman. I hope everyone checks out that video for sure.
0: Okay, well... Andrea, it's been so wonderful, and I, the next one definitely we will see you back here in Winnipeg and performing and, you know, live performance. You can't, you can't beat it, but, you know, for now, we will enjoy yeah. you virtually. So uh, you're going to do Quarantine Dream, and uh, we'll do a little, uh, a little adjustment on your mic, and uh, awesome. thank you again. It's been so much fun. And congratulations, Quarantine Dream, Andrea Romolo, her new album, and uh, take it away, Andrea.
1: Thank you. Is that okay for volume?
2: Yeah. yeah. Spend hard losing sleep, making
1: peace
2: with it. Watching fires burn our broken skies apart. Crying, baby's dying You watch green take over dream they are here with me and we push through the pain of the last few centuries. This is my quarantine dream. Lead
3: with that fierce love, that fierce love. So The Hive is a climbing and fitness facility. So we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. But the four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness, and community. And those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience.
0: Welcome back to Hugh at home. Coming up next, I sit down with Nathan Chu, known as Wafy, and he also is a music producer, songwriter and artist: Well, Nathan, or Wafi, uh, music producer, act, uh, artist, songwriter you have so many uh, different things to choose from, but anyways, welcome to Hugh at home, No. Nathan Chu, known as Waifi, he is a music producer but he is also now a songwriter and an artist in all shapes and forms. So first of all, Nathan, most of the interviews that I do are with singer-songwriters. So you know, it's songs right from the heart, like ground zero. As a music producer, what are your roles and, like, and when do you come into the whole songwriting process?
3: Wow, yeah. As a music producer, um, it's interesting because there's, there's, there's many different, like, approaches when it comes to producing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, a more modern approach is where, like, a producer will create something and then, like, an artist might actually come in after the fact and um, write or, like, what's known as top line on, on what the producers created, like, the instrumental backing. But I guess the more classical role of the producer is to essentially take what the songwriters and the artists have created as the song and really just hold it up for the rest of the world to see by supporting it with additional musical elements, um, whether that be like instruments or sounds or really anything else that's not just the lyrics and the melody.
0: Well, I, and you definitely obviously have a good ear for this, and we were talking about the- talking a little bit about your education but I'm curious like were you always interested in sounds and music even as a child
3: yeah um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) a big nod yeah
3: yeah I think I think so Um, I didn't really I didn't really recognize how much access at an early age I had to just even the the foundational concepts that underlie a lot of what I do today like I remember i have um i have three older siblings um the one who's older than me is like 13 years older than me and so i remember being really young and um he had a playstation too and on there there was a game and it was actually made by mtv but it was like basically um a digital audio workstation which is like a tool you, music producers use to make music nowadays um on a video game console and i remember being really young and seeing that and Anyways, from there, I think just having that kind of be a reality to me at a young age, plus always having piano and guitar and just drum set in the garage. It was, I I felt like my family was very, like, they're very welcoming and uh, supportive of just me exploring as a young person with instruments and music.
0: Wow. And then, of course, you went to Nimbus and let's talk about your experience there. You said it's just like a 12 month course, so it must be pretty intense. And I'm sure you probably met a lot of really interesting people, too.
3: Yeah, no, it was, um, well, I don't know what the state of the school is today. I think they've undergone some changes since I've been there. But um, when I was there, it was, yeah, it was really uh, a sought-after place to be. I think one thing that I remember them advertising when I went with my mom and we kind of walked through the school and they uh, gave us the tour, I think one thing they mentioned was that at the time all the, the teachers there had to Uh, be active in the industry in order to teach there so for me that was like whoa this is cool I'm actually going to get to learn from people who are doing the thing that I want to do and so because of that I think I had really like a an end what seemed like an endless supply of like insight and knowledge and wisdom and I think coming in with a little bit of experience having self-taught myself like how to make beats on my computer prior um, it gave me a lot of freedom to do just that, meet people and spend time networking and building relationships versus trying to necessarily hurdle over a lot of those first kind of like oh what is a what is a digital audio workstation and what is a how does audio flow from one device to another device like <laughs> microphones and stuff?
0: Oh, I know. And yeah. um, you've actually garnered so much recognition at such a young age um it's secret to success or how did you do it
3: (laughs) um I mean I don't know I think I'm just I feel so it's interesting you say the word success because I think we often look at the word success as like a uh like present looking back and like those are like kind of our accomplishments and those are the things we've done up to now but I, I I've always just looked at every day like a chance to Come closer to what it is that I love, but do it in the way that the world will also um, the world will not not like accept me, but like working in harmony with the rest Mm -hmm. of the world by doing what I love. Um, And I think just through doing that and kind of leading by example and kind of always being true to what I love, if -hmm. that makes sense. It's it's kind of a vague answer, but I don't really understand what success means at a general level. I think success is different to everyone. For me, it's like. My success is being able to write songs with anyone I want to write songs with, and I think trying to write every day and really just learn and role model and research after people who I really look up to in this industry has taught me so much.
0: Yeah, and who are the interest? Uh, who are the artists that interest you? That you know, say, okay, yeah, I'll work with you. What kind of artist are you looking for?
3: Um, well, as a producer, I'm I'm not necessarily Uh, fixed on working with a specific type of artist. Um, As an artist and a songwriter, I'm really inspired by by people who kind of do the same thing as I do, people who are a little multifaceted in the sense that like they also songwrite and they also produce. Um, Some artists that immediately come to mind are Pharrell Williams. Um, I really like Pharrell Williams because he not only does music production, songwriting, and performs as an artist, but He also just has a really unique perspective when it comes to creativity. Um, Another person that comes to mind is not an artist necessarily, but a producer, um, Rick Rubin, who's known to have worked with many artists across different genres. And I think for someone who's so deeply interested in many different styles of music and different areas of the music industry, that's always been somebody I look to for some sort of example as to how can I interact with people across many different worlds but still maintain this sense of connection as a creative
0: oh well so cool and now you've got a new single out and I, we were talking to uh maybe not touring but definitely releasing singles is this kind of to the new way of getting your music out there as opposed to you know working hard to get those special 12 songs or whatever and then release an album
3: yeah, so, like, I, it's it's really strange, this, this modern music industry, um, I'm kind of learning it as I go, and it's kind of changing as I learn, so, um, to answer your question, yeah, I think touring is something that I'm definitely open to, I don't feel I come from as much of a performer's background, so that's something I'm excited to learn more about, mm-hmm. and to practice more, and to uh, develop in as a performer, uh, doing shows in front of people in in a room, which I hope will happen soon, but we got to kind of wait for the world to keep up with us. Um, but yeah, making songs is kind of a, it's something I've been doing for what seems like a while now. And in my latest single, and uh, I guess all the songs I've released in 2021 have been somewhat of a exploration in terms of, okay, I've given myself permission to be an artist. Now, how do I explore the different things I want to do as an artist and how do I find who I am? And so I guess the three songs that I've released this year, Fairy Tale. I just want to see my friends and call you mine have all kind of been me exploring that and me figuring out, all right, like, where do I, li- where do I lie? And like, what are, what are some sounds that I definitely find, um, can support what I have to say as a songwriter?
0: Wow. Oh, well, oh, and I guess we're going to find out, uh, you're going to do a song for us. Call you mine a story, yes. story behind this one.
3: Um, Call You Mine. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more of a specific story behind this one. I I keep telling people it's a little fictitious to which to some extent it's it's fictitious but I mean everything comes from real experiences everything comes from real feelings Um, but yeah Call You Mine is really like a it's a it's a it's it's asking for a second chance. Um, I think throughout the pandemic people have uh i try to stay away from talking about the pandemic too much because no one wants to talk about the pandemic <laughs> but um
0: <laughs> but we're still in it so hey it, so. yeah it's the white uh, elephant in the room
3: <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but yeah it's 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 a song about second chances and it's I, I i i kind of i like to frame songs through the context of like two two different two different perspectives so it could be viewed as more of a romantic relationship and asking for someone's second chance in a, in a romantic situation like in a in a couple situation. Or it could just be a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the beautiful part about writing choruses is it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to mean one thing. You know, people can take what they want from it and I love that as a songwriter.
0: Uh, Well, it has been so wonderful to have a chat with you and I can hardly wait till you can come here and go and see your show because I think it will be fantastic. I think it will be a little bit of everything which is, I think going to be, you know, something that really will be exciting. But um, anyways, here's Call You Mind. Thank you, Nathan.
3: Awesome.
4: It's fine. If I was nicer Would you, would you let me into your life Let me back on it Can make me call you mine. Girl, you know what's up. Ooh, say what, say what, say what. Girl, you know what's up. Ooh, say what, say what, say what.
0: We want to give a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question. Who would be the first artist you would like to see perform live? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikehugh.com or message us on Facebook and Instagram at you. Like but for now, stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time on Hugh at Home.
1: Thanks for listening.
2: This has been a production of I podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company.